Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio's Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. Let's do it, fam. Let's all together in three, two, woo! That was a big one right there. Uh, they they've won three in a row now. The Flyers have. I wanted them to get uh, six in a row going into the back to backs the first week of March, and they are halfway there, fam. Uh, big win tonight. They get two goals out of Scott Lawton. Uh, Lawton reached his uh, reached the total he had last year in, in, in a lot fewer games. That kid is uh, really coming into his own as a bottom sixer. He can make plays. He can score goals. We know what kind of intensity he plays with. Um, he's just kind of what you're looking for in terms of a competitor in the bottom of your lineup. I can't ask for much more. I know a lot of people are a little disappointed in the career he's had just because he was a first-liner or a first-round draft pick, excuse me. Uh, but uh, what he's turned into is a very, very necessary piece uh, on a winning team in the Flyers. That's exactly what they are, a winning team. Since um, – I mean, I got to bring up – I got to get the numbers right exactly. But since they returned from the Disney on Ice post-Christmas six-game road trip, I believe the Flyers are 13-5-1. and one. Uh, let's, let's see. Um, I got to search my own tweets. Should have done this before we went live, but fuck it. We'll do it live. Can't be. All right, yeah. Yeah, they are th- now 13-5-1 since they came back from that uh, Disney on Ice road trip. So they're killing it. They're doing a great job. They're stringing together wins like I wanted to see. They're getting scoring up and down the lineup. How freaking nuts was that? Uh, the, the the top line had a couple of shifts tonight where they should have had two goals on the shift, but uh, they they applied a ton of pressure tonight. Did the Couturier line or this afternoon? I guess it was it was good stuff. Uh, what we're gonna do right now? We're gonna do something a little different rather than pause uh, for me to go through uh, like the um, the read for uh, Jesus. I can't think of words today. The Fitzpatrick's read. What we're gonna do real quick before we get to all your comments. I'm gonna send a little toast out there to our Philadelphia Flyers as well as uh, the great Uncle Pete, a South Philadelphia legend. He was the man. This is, a, uh, this is a shot of ginger brandy for the dearly departed Uncle Pete. Rest in peace. Oh, fuck ginger brandy. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, Carter Hart played his game tonight. The two goals that were, I keep saying tonight because that's the default, but like, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, Carter Hart, the two goals that went in on him, I mean, they were snipes. I realize... Uh, I realized the one, the line A goal, was a bit of a knuckler, but he placed a knuckle on the short side top corner. Like, that was awesome. It was a hell of a shot. Both uh, both goals against Hart were snipes. He ends up stopping, I believe, 27 to 29. Where did you go, Hartsey? Yeah, 27 to 29 overall for a 931 save percentage. So he continues to just be dominant at home. Was really hoping he could at least get through the first 40 minutes without allowing a goal, but that Morrissey shot was a freaking seed. Uh, just got to be happy with the way the Flyers are playing right now. Sometimes uh, it feels like they don't have the territorial dominance they should. The other team is able to take over momentum in the game for far too long. But even when that happens, it doesn't seem like the Flyers are giving up too many prime scoring chances, despite the fact that maybe they're getting outshot like 10 to 1 to start a period or something. And that's bad, but the goalie's stepping up and they're not giving up a ton of chances on those shots, so it's all working out. One guy I got to point out, though, and it was up further in the comments. Yeah, here it is. David Stables says, is that Justin Braun or Brent Burns? That's seven assists in his last seven games for Bur- – uh, I almost called him Burns – for uh, Justin Braun. 
And I believe going back to – and it's in his last 19 games, and there's some missed time in there, so it's not the team's last 19 games. But in Braun's last 19 games, he's got 13 points. He's freaking killing it. That's more than Ghost has on the season. I think Ghost only has 12 or 13 points. Like, Braun has been a revelation. Uh, I don't expect him to continue to pile up points like he has. Um but it's just great. It goes to show you that the whole team is producing. Everyone is going above and beyond to uh, make sure this thing keeps going. It's not about making the playoffs now. They have a real chance to maybe even get up into that second seed in the division. Who knows? Uh, last I saw, the Devils had a lead. The um, the Penguins had lost. So it could very well be um, could be very well be coming down to the end to see who wins this division. The Flyers are very much in it. I'm excited, guys. I am freaking excited. Let's uh, let's see what you guys have to say. Yeah, a lot of woos. I love the woos. Lawton seems like he plays better in day games. I'll have to go back and check the numbers. I don't know. Man, give them the cup. Why wait? Yeah, let's just have the fucking parade now, baby. I gotta. That's why I was late setting this up. I was setting up my chairs out on Broad Street. Three points out of first. Gotta keep it going. Bill, we're taking the Metro. I love it, James. Challenge for that division. That was my goal uh, at the beginning of this year. Try to get into the top of the division. Let's hang a fucking banner, baby. I realize it's the Metro. It's not the Eastern Conference. It's not the President's Trophy. It's not the thing you want. It's not the Stanley Cup. But for a team in what is essentially year one of trying to compete, challenging for the division against you know the Penguins and, and Capitals, who've been cup contenders for the better part of a decade and a half, it feels like, um, it's it's good. I, I really want to see them keep this going. Feeling really, really good about what this team has and what they have uh, still to accomplish. Is this a cup contender? Kevin, I've been fighting it for a while. I've always just kind of hedged being like, hey, anything can happen in the playoffs, this and that. Uh, listen, I think there are some really, really good teams. That's That's what I'll say. I don't know if the Flyers are one of these great teams, but I don't know if they're Boston. I don't know if they're Tampa. But other than those two, like, other, you're only probably going to have to play one of those teams. And I don't know, remember 2010 when Montreal c- took care of Washington and Pittsburgh for us? And then they were just out of gas in the, in the, uh, in the Eastern Final. So uh, are they, like, no, they're not one of the teams that I would say is a favorite to win the Stanley Cup right now, obviously. But shit, man, this is the NHL. We're talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs. The, the best team usually doesn't win. One of the best teams does. Listen, I, I put this stat out, I think, yesterday. Uh, that, and it goes along with the, their record since January 8th. Their top 10 in pretty much everything since January 8th. It was January 7th. Last year, 2019, that the Blues came into Philly, Jordan Bennington got that shutout, and they were on their way and were one of the best teams for the rest of the way and end up winning the fucking cup. <sighs> Why not us, baby? Hashtag now or never. It's, uh, you can, they're coming together at the exact right time. It's all coming together, Pepper. It's starting to come together. Tragic turn for Lawton with that deflection. Deserves the hat trick. Yeah, it would have been nice to see Lots get the hat trick. I will say I... I I'm not throwing I'm I'm not at the game clearly I'm I'm here talking to all of you but as a fan I'm not throwing my hat for an empty net hat trick. I do love Lawton so much like he deserves it. I feel like it like if you know like uh if Travis Konechny scores a hat trick and the third one's an empty netter, I ain't throwing my hat. JVR, no. You're supposed to score. Uh Lawton maybe like not this hat, but if I had like a shitty beanie or something on Sure, I would maybe throw an empty net hat trick for Lawton, but it, it would have been cool to see either way. 
Three in a row on a roll, dude. We're halfway to the six. They have a back-to-back. Uh, let's let's take a look here. They have a back-to-back against at the Caps and versus Carolina on uh, March fourth and fifth. Going into that back-to-back, I want to be on a six-game winning streak. They are currently on a three-game winning streak. They have the uh, trade deadline. They're off Sunday. Trade deadline Monday. They're off, and then Tuesday against San Jose, the twenty-fifth. That's a home game. They should beat San Jose at home. The Rangers, I know the Rangers are playing better, but that is a home game as well on Friday the 28th. Should win that, so that would be five. And then on Sunday, March 1st, at the Rangers, and those are the games leading up to that back-to-back. That is a uh, 12 o'clock puck drop for all those interested in going up to Madison Square Garden potentially. Yeah, I mean, are the Rangers playing much better? Is it hard to win on the road, et cetera? We know, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Good teams find a way. Let's get on this six-game winning streak. I think they're going to do it. I hope to see them do it. Lots is necessary. Yeah, he is exactly the type of depth player you need in your bottom six. Um, You know, everyone would love to roll four lines of Couturier, Giroux, Voracek. Sure. But that isn't feasible, you know, especially in a cap air league. Um, you, you can't do it. Lawton is the exact type of depth piece, uh, just brings it every night. You know, he blocked that shot, hurt his hand. He came back out later. He's in, the, in there at the end with a chance to get the empty netter. You can't, I, I can't say enough good stuff about Scott Lawton. Only thing that would have made this game better would be if the empty netter went in. I agree, Brendan. Uh, Penguins and Capitals just lost. Here we come. Yeah, okay, so both of them went down. That's good stuff, baby. Coots didn't look like himself today. Was Shifley not part of his revenge tour? Uh, Coots, I mean, he had a bunch of opportunities. Um, maybe not as dominant as usual, but yeah, Shifley's one of those underrated guys. So maybe I don't, I don't have, I don't remember the list of the top centers that were ahead of him. So uh, I, I don't remember. But if I had to guess, he wasn't named because no one pays attention to the Jets. Even last year, Lawton was solid every night. This year, he's added the offense. Yeah, and he had 30 points playing, you know, down in the lineup a lot last year. He played up in the, uh, you know, later in the season when everyone was just kind of getting a shot and it was like the year's over. But uh, he had 30, I think, 32 points last year. Um, But yeah, last year, I learned about Scott Lawton that it might only be 10 minutes a night, but he can play for my team any day. And this year, I'm learning he's more than even that. He is a valuable piece on a winning team. Let's go Phillies. Absolutely. Sixers win next. Yeah, why not? You can get them, uh, last I saw, they were like plus eight, plus eight and a half. So you might be able to find some value in betting the Sixers tonight. Don't know about winning outright, though. Lawton for the Hart Trophy. Yeah, maybe. The team that improves during the season is the team that gets in, and that's from AV. Yeah, man. Um, They have definitely... They are coming along. They are absolute. They've been a work in progress. We talked about it in the first half of the season, how I thought they were just going to be better, uh, you know, after Christmas and all that stuff, just because of how many moving pieces there were. You know, Carter Hart coming into his own as an NHL number one goalie. He missed some time. He's had his road struggles. We know all that. But watch him on a night-to-night basis, and you know he's pretty damn good. Um Young guys getting integrated, getting comfortable in the league. We're seeing a bunch of young guys make an impact right now. Uh, Guys just learning Elaine Vigneault's system, uh, gaining confidence in one another, gaining chemistry. We're seeing all that happen, and it looks pretty damn good from here. Phils can't change the great fanatic. They can't. They just, they freaking can't. That hat is dope. Thank you, Michael.
Yeah, Caps and Pens lost. That's good stuff. San Jose chose EK over Braun. I mean, I, I see what San Jose was trying to do. It just really, really, uh, it really backfired. I, I can't say what they did was wrong. It just, you know, sometimes you undervalue um, certain, and it's like Eric Carlson's an all-time great player. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Like, why wouldn't you? Pitlick has become a mainstay. Love his play as of late. Yeah, that was a savvy move. That's one of the things going into this deadline, thinking about Chuck Fletcher and how little room he has to deal with in terms of cap space, maybe not wanting to part with um, any real, like, uh, considerable, any, any real important uh, high, high value assets for rentals or for guys who just probably aren't worth it. Um, finding that sort of value, like, uh, like Gabe Kapler would say, value at the margins, being able to look at Ryan Hartman and go, we'd like to be able to keep him, but the salary cap did not go up. Okay, I'm going to flip him for Pitlick. Boom, Pitlick makes $1 million and has basically the same impact as Ryan Hartman at whatever he signed for. So finding that sort of value in a player like Pitlick gives me confidence in Chuck Fletcher um, heading into this deadline with maybe not making the big splash, but making a savvy move that could pay off down the road. The Flyers had a really good offseason. I hope Chuck adds another piece. Yeah, Ross, I'd like to see someone... Uh, listen, if they can go and make a splash, fucking do it, man. That'll be exciting. I mean, I'll get a ton of podcast listens when we do our uh, trade deadline wrap and everything. I'm all for it. And, you know, it would make the team better. Cool. I like when the Flyers are good. But uh, uh, I, I would just... I, I know he's working. I know he's going to try... Um, it's not going to be for lack of trying if they don't make a make an addition. But I would really like uh, I would really like to see him go out and get someone, be a buyer, have confidence in this team that they're not going to make you look like a fool, and they can uh, maybe go on a playoff run here. Did Braun finish with three assists? Oh yeah, he got one on that last Pitlick goal. So it's it's fourteen points in his lot in his last um, in his last nineteen games. That's freaking ridiculous. Justin Braun is Paul Coffey. Yeah, but Paul Coffey spelled like <laughs> C-O-F-F-E-E, not Paul Coffey. Love all the moves Chuck made, including the coach. Yeah, that's that's a good one there. Uh, that, was that an A.V. quote? Hey, Bill, gotta love A.V. How happy are you with Tarion, Yo, and Lappy? Looks like all are working well together. Different team this year. Yeah, I don't know what sort of responsibilities Anne LaPerrier actually has. But uh, going back to January 8th, because that's when they came back from... Uh, from the uh, from the Disney on Ice trip, they have a top ten power play and the eighth ranked penalty kill. Uh, and that was coming into this game. I don't know where they rank now with whatever happened and whatever other teams did, but coming into today's game, both special teams units were in the top ten. So, got to be happy with that. Obviously, uh, Elaine Vigneault has pushed the right buttons pretty much all year. Three points out of first. If we get Patrick back, we will be a serious cup winning threat. It's not Nolan Patrick isn't going to decide whether or not this team can win the cup uh, for the Flyers. If we're going to take it there, and I said this the other night, so it's not like outlandish, not like going to say anything nuts for the Flyers to actually win the Stanley Cup. What they need is Sean Couturier, Ivan Provorov, and Carter Hart to all play to their absolute ceiling. That's it. If those three play to their absolute ceiling, they have an actual chance to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, Nolan Patrick coming back would be great. 
I don't see if he's going to have, I just don't see him having the type of impact uh, that decides, you know, if he can bolster the bottom six a little, maybe he slides in at 4C, you bring in a third line center. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how it's all going to work out. We got to see what they do after the tra- at the trade deadline. Um, but I'm not I'm not counting on Patrick or saying he's the key. It's not like he's been awesome in his time in the league. I think he can come back and play a role and be good. But I- I'm not saying, oh yeah, if we get Patrick back, that's it, baby. I- yeah, it was a shame to see uh, Bjorkstrand. Uh, Bjorkstrand went into the into the boards. Uh, on that Myers hit. That was just a good, good, clean hockey play by Myers. Unfortunate ending, though. He's out three months. That is a bummer. Can't help but wonder if there's more to Lawton's game than a bottom six. He has moments. Uh, I think he could be utilized in a uh, in a Michael Raffle role where, given an injury, um, you can bump him up and he doesn't look out of place. He can be a complimentary piece and do all the dirty work on a on a second line or even a first line like Raffle did. But if he's one of your six best forwards, I don't think you have enough good forwards. And that's not that's not a knock on Lawton. I just think his role's really important, but it's it, what makes his role important is that your first two lines are are kicking ass and then you have him come in and uh, against, you know, other competition, he's able to do his thing. And then, boom, we have three lines, and most teams don't, and it's just really hard to defend. Wondering if Big Buff would come here for a run, and should the Flyers be exploring that? Listen, I love Dustin Bufflin as a hockey player. I don't think he's a hockey player anymore. The guy hasn't – he's – he's like, what What kind of shape do you think he's in? We're already trying to th- – oh, Nolan Patrick coming back and doing this and that. Dustin Bufflin had trouble staying in shape when he was playing. Now he's been not in the league all year. I just, listen, if they could go and get Dustin Bufflin, the really good hockey player, awesome. Not, I don't want Dustin Bufflin, who's been sitting on the fucking couch for six months. That doesn't do anything for me. Flyers 12, 1200th home victory. That's good stuff. Phil Myers is starting to really develop. Hard to believe he didn't make the team out of camp. Yeah, they're talking about that on the... Um, on the radio today, I listened to the first period on the radio coming home from work in Delaware Park, and uh, it, I think there were a lot more. There was a cap situation, right, with uh, with Myers. It wasn't just um, it wasn't just that he didn't make the team, and he had a he didn't have a good uh, preseason or anything. He seen, and that's the second year in a row, like he had a chance to win a job and didn't. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's. He he just like doesn't seem like a good practice player. He's so much of a raw talent that he absolutely does appear to be developing and developing well. And it's I mean, like to think where Sandheim is in his development. Sandheim was the 14th pick in that draft or 17th, whatever the hell he was. He was a first round pick uh, inside the top 20. And you know Phil Myers is an undrafted free agent that same year. And he's only, you know, a couple of months behind Sanheim in terms of uh, service time. So it's it's pretty crazy uh, to see how far he's come. But I do think while he didn't have a good preseason, weren't, there was like a cap situation that they sent him down because he was one of the guys uh, who happened to have um, he was a waiver ineligibility or whatever. Lots just said it took him 300 games to not get a hat trick. Might as well keep it going. That's a good line. I like that. Uh, LeBron thinks Pajot is the right fit for the Flyers. We have the assets. I say go get him. Oh, Pajot is 
he is kind of uh, salary wise and uh, just what we're looking for in terms of, you know, a, a third line center who can come in and produce. Um, I, I think Pajot fits really well. Just depends on, uh, just depends on what Ottawa's looking to get for him. They had that leak the other night that they were going to resume contract talks with Pajot, and it kind of seems like, oh, well, we haven't gotten any really great offers for him yet, so we're going to throw this out there and let teams know, hey, we might not trade him. You better make us a great offer. He might not go anywhere. And, um, you know, I, I, they'd be dumb as shit not to trade him. It's freaking going to be a little bit for Ottawa. Uh, get everything you can while you can. But I, I, I'm still like, I still don't want to go nuts for one guy. Uh, go nuts for a guy who's going to need a raise, anything like that. So I, I want them to be buyers. I want them to improve the team. But there is something to this unit, and there are other better moves. I think you can make in the off season. That said, who knows how far this team can go this year? Um, I'm not going to be upset if the general manager says, I want to fucking win. Uh, I'm not going to be upset about that at all. I'm at a wedding, but I still followed what happened. First place is within their grasp. All right, Chris, I love it. Who cares about a wedding anyway? <laughs> Thank you, Ron Hextall. He did, he did what he set out to do. Um, he wasn't all that concerned with the NHL product in the short term, but he wanted to create cap space. He wanted to, uh, you know, stack assets. He wanted to develop young talent and have all the pieces. He definitely poured all the pieces on the table. He did exactly what uh, he set out to do. Can Ovi get a little glove on goal number 700 today? Who gives a shit? I wonder if we can get Lawton extended for long term at under four million AAV. I bet you could. I bet you could. Uh, you can make that happen. I don't. It's not like I mean, you know, his career goal, his career high in goals is twelve. Now he's hit that this year, and that's with missing some time. But it's not. I I I can't foresee him getting a five million dollar contract. I mean, shit. You got Couturier signed at four point three or whatever the hell it was. Not well before his breakout and everything, but you give a guy term, you're probably going to get a discount in price. Is anyone concerned about the five back-to-backs we still have? What a crap schedule we were dealt again. Yeah, it's a shitty schedule, and that's why I want to, first and foremost, stack some wins in this uh, in these next few games here. I want to get to six in a row. I think it's very important to stack those wins because back-to-backs are just a real pain in the ass. But... They've been pretty good, especially in the tail end, in the uh, in the second game of the back-to-backs. It's not like that has killed them. Um, I expect that to continue. This is a much stronger team mentally. They appear to be in better shape. They're peaking at the right time. Uh, I, I don't think that's going to be – I don't think it's too big of a concern. Does it suck? Yeah. I don't like working two days in a row, personally. I do a post-game. I want a day off. I, I like to alternate between – staying sober at night and not staying sober at night. And contrary to popular belief, I'm usually not shit-faced. You hear that, Steph? I'm usually sober when I do post-games. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the back-to-backs are what they are. It sucks. They seem to play the most or the second most back-to-backs every single season. I think over, like, the last seven or ten seasoners or whatever, uh, they've played the second most back-to-backs behind only, I think, Buffalo 
it's it's an ongoing issue, but they should be used to it by now. It's just it's just it's just the way it goes for them, I guess. After midnight, my time zone on the Arabian Peninsula. Love when I get to watch my guys win like this. Love that I'm watching your post-game show live for the first time. Always been the next day on Spotify for me. Well, welcome, Mike. Thank you for joining us. Uh, that's That shit blows my mind, man. Holy hell. Oof, that's nuts. That's freaking nuts. Okay, be honest, Bill. What does Frost need to do in order to secure a role in this team for years to come or at some point this season? Does it have to come down to injury or just depend on how he's playing? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, he's got to kill it in the AHL, and then when he gets a shot up here, he's got to produce. I'm not, you know, not everyone's ready at his age. He has to, like, Farabee gets to stay in the lineup because you can do things like Farabee like you did today. Uh, I don't know if it's because of what Elaine Vigneault saw or just wanting to protect the lead, but Michael Raffles up with, uh, with Hayes, and Farabee's on that fourth line at some point today. But you don't lose anything. He can play that role. If Farabee isn't producing points, you're still getting something out of him. Morgan Frost, what he does is carry the puck and produce points. And if he's not doing that well, he's not really helping you in many other areas. So he just has to play his game. He'll, he'll develop. He'll learn. He'll come along. Maybe at not the pace we want everyone to come along at, but I think if we learned one thing um, watching young guys develop under Ron Hextall, it's never as fast as you want it to be. It's, it takes a freaking – it takes way longer than you want. I mean, you know, Phil Myers is just now here. Sam Moran, obviously the injuries and shit, but it, it still would have been like this year or last year that he finally really got a chance. It, it just takes – some guys just take longer. I think maybe Morgan Frost is going to take a little bit longer. Is Frost Patrick at 3-4C and four C realistic in the future? I mean, they have Couturier, and hopefully you keep him forever, and they have Hayes signed for a long time, so they don't seem all that – uh, crazy about training Frost to play wing. He's been playing a ton of center, so they love him there. Um, Nolan Patrick, his skill set is that of a pure center, so I, I don't know if if that's the if that's the plan, but it's what makes sense right now. Um, yeah, you're yeah. I'm ready to be excited all day Monday for the deadline, only for it to be a complete dud for the entire league. Uh, it was a uh, I want to say 2016, I was with Sons of Penn, and we were going to the game that night. It was the night of the, like, a game the night of the deadline. Maybe against Calgary, perhaps Tampa, maybe Calgary. I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, I think it was 2016. But it was me and some of the guys from Sons of Penn, and we were all in, uh, in Dave Katai's basement, and we're going to have all this great coverage of the trade deadline. We're going to record podcasts. We're going to write articles. We're going to do all this shit. And it's not only did the Flyers do nothing, nobody did anything. So we just got bombed like pregame for the Flyers game for like six hours. And we're a mess, but it's uh, it, that happens sometimes. It doesn't sound like, you know, uh, teams are crazy about rentals this year. Um, the prices might just be too high. It, it looks like everyone is starting to learn how valuable draft picks and prospects are um that said you know a couple of teams are going all in like tampa has to win now 
Uh, that's just they have to get this thing done. Uh, there, there are teams in that situation, uh, kind of teams that are pot committed that are like, what, what we've already kind of gone all in. We got to keep going, right? Um, the only way to get out of this hole is to keep digging. <laughs> I don't think you know how holes work. Title your sex date. Flyers should save Ghost and Patrick and the first rounder for a trade with the Jets in the offseason for line A. Yeah, um, I don't know why the Jets would make that trade. Uh, they, I don't see Nolan Patrick getting traded anytime soon. Um, a number two pick gets dropped in your lap, and his value couldn't possibly be lower. Uh, you'd just be giving him away at this point. You're not getting line A for him. Uh, I, I just... Uh, you just mentioned, like, a first-round pick for line A. That's not enough. Ghost. Ghost can can barely crack our top six. Why would they want him? Patrick, who missed basically an entire year and wasn't great in his first two. What, why would they make that trade? That would be dumb. Just have Patrick line A. Have a great goal scorer on your team. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see why they would make that deal. I don't... You're, when I I just talked about teams that are pot committed, I think it would just be silly not to just see how Nolan Patrick turns out. And if he's a bust, he's a bust. I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be a franchise center. But I could see him being a great, you know, third line center who's good enough to be a second line center. That's what I see him turning into, especially with Hayes signed long term. Couturier here, I think he could slot very well into the role. He's uh he's was. You know, he was supposed to be in this season before we learned about the migraine disorder. I, I, I don't see why you would sell at this point on Nolan Patrick. I think you just got to roll with him. Uh, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you gave it a shot. I wouldn't give up on the guy at all. Um, the best thing you can get for Nolan Patrick is Nolan Patrick. That's uh, – if, if hoping he turns into half of what he was supposed to be is what is, to me, the best thing you could get for Nolan Patrick. Jets were down on line A, and they still might be. I know he's having a better season statistically this year, right? Uh, let's give it a look. He scored today, but uh, what's he doing on the year? I know they were like, he never racks up assists, and he's actually – I saw he had like a decent assist total at one point. Yeah, he's got 33 assists uh, coming into this year. His career high was 28 in 73 games, uh, and that was his rookie season. He's got 33 through 60 games. So uh, I think he's kind of he's kind of turning into a well-rounded player. And even if he's not, you need goal scorers. How badly do we want one? Um, obviously, they're frustrating when they're not scoring goals. We went through it for a little while with JVR. Now, Line A, uh, you know, different beast just because of how he can snipe the puck from all over the ice. I mean, today, he, he, he fucking basically from the point shelved a knuckling puck. Like, he's unbelievable in that regard. Now, it's not something all coaches love. Like, coaches wish the thing you, you would have every skill and you figure out goal scoring. Well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, the point of the game is scoring goals. And he's really good at that. So I, I can't imagine they would want to move on from him, uh, especially now that they have him signed and everything. Patrick's floor could be Lawton right now. Got to stick it out. Yeah, they're a little different in terms of um, uh, how they control the puck and how they skate, but I, I see what you're saying. Like, look at the kind of production we're getting out of Lawton. Um, 
I bet you a healthy Nolan Patrick could do what he's doing, and then you'd have Lawton too. Like it would be it would be pretty cool uh, to have that kind of depth. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see a benefit of trading Nolan Patrick. You'd basically be giving him away. Uh, it, listen, if he's a throw-in, if you can get a fucking star, yeah, yeah. If he's if he's part of a trade for like a legitimately great player. Do it. Do it all day. Always bring in great players because greatness is the hardest thing to find. But I'm not, like, ready to, oh, yeah, we we need depth. Let's throw in Nolan Patrick. Like, that's dumb to me. I, I, don't, I don't see a point in that. Really hope AV ends up being the coach that leads us to the cup and wins it. I agree, Nikki. I, I, I fully agree. I've been saying all year I just really love this dynamic of uh, Elaine Vigneault. He's been a bunch of places now. He's won – uh, games everywhere. He's made the playoffs everywhere. He's got some president's trophies under his belt. Uh, he's got conference uh, conference titles under his belt. One thing he doesn't have is the cup. Claude Giroux, you know, big points totals, has been an MVP finalist a bunch of times, captain of the franchise. Uh, he's chasing Bobby Clark in like every statistical category in franchise history. The thing missing is a cup. They're both missing that one key piece, and I just love the pairing of them and the pursuit of that goal together. I think that's I, – I just think it's cool, and I think they're going to get it together at some point. I, I, I have no reason to believe they won't. All right, guys, let's take a quick look at the schedule ahead. Uh, I've talked about it ad nauseum, but just in case uh, you want to hear it again, uh, they are off now until Tuesday the 25th. That is the day after the deadline. They are home against the Sharks at 7 o'clock puck drop. And then they have another two days between games. Holy shit. Back-to-back two-day breaks. That's incredible. Uh, They're home the 28th, which is a Friday, 7 o'clock puck drop against the Rangers. Uh, And then that leads us to the uh, the back end of the home-and-home with the Rangers, Sunday the 1st. That's a noon puck drop. Uh, And then two days off again. My dear Lord. What a windfall. Three times in two weeks, they have two days off. Uh, and then that leads us to the back, back-to-backs at Washington and home versus Carolina on March 4th and 5th. And if you are looking for anywhere to watch any of those games, may I suggest to you Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, right there in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It is my favorite bar at the Jersey Shore to catch a Flyers game. And honestly, it's one of my favorite bars in the world to catch any game, anytime. Because they have every game on all the time. It's nuts, the amount of uh, sports channels and everything they have in Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. But what makes it great is the owner, Timmy Fitzpatrick himself, because he's always there making sure that food is hot and that beer is cold, and he's a huge hockey fan. So you know the Flyers game will be on when you go in there. You'll see the Ron he- or the Bernie Perrant jersey up on the wall. You will see the Slapshot poster in the men's bathroom. Just setting the tone, letting you know it's a hockey bar. So head on over to Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern and let them know that Bill Matz from Broad Street Hockey told you that it was a great place. All right, everybody, that's all the time I have for you today. Thank you all so much for hanging out. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. Hit subscribe. And then, hey, give us some good reviews. Give us some five stars. Say nice things about us. We will really appreciate it. We love it. I'm an egomaniac, and uh, Steph is too. So both of us uh, need your kind words. We live on them. It is how uh, it supplements my oxygen. All right, that's it. So uh, that's all time I got. I will be back.
I just did the schedule. Uh, yeah, Tuesday, if the Flyers make a move, there will be some sort of content, whether it's, it's a Facebook Live or a group podcast, I don't know, but we will have some sort of content for you uh, after the deadline. That's it. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.